I came to the Lord in 1986 in Sydney. And um, prior to that, I was living on the northern beaches uh, of Sydney and I was in the party sort of lifestyle. And my brother was coming home from a nightclub and he was in a taxi and the taxi driver spoke to him about the Lord and I mean, this guy had a captive audience, right? Like, <laughs> there's, there's my brother, drunk as a skunk, you know, and the taxi driver's just talking to him about, you know, being spirit-filled and baptised. And this particular taxi driver, uh, him and his wife were heroin addicts. And his testimony was so impressive that my brother decided to invite him home to our place because he thought I needed the Lord more than he did. So... <laughs> He invited, he said, look, I've invited this guy, Steve, his name was, I've invited him to come and uh, talk to you about the Lord. And I'm thinking, hang on, mate, you know, I didn't ask for this. Anyway, better clean the house. We, we were batching together at the time, so we had to shove the dishes in the oven and all that sort of stuff. Uh, <laughs> and um, so I cleaned the house and I, I went to the front door when he knocked and because we were sort of taking drugs and, and doing all sorts of things at the time. Um, <laughs> this guy goes, comes to the door, I open the door and he, and I look at this guy and I go, sorry mate, no, no drugs today, you know. He had a cut off sleeve shirt, you know, like big muscles, he, he had tattoos on his arms and I thought, there's no way this guy's a priest, you know. <laughs> this, this guy, but the one thing I noticed about him is he had this incredible light in his eyes. Like I'd never seen it, I thought, you're either stoned or this is real, what my brother was telling me. <laughs> And so I looked at this guy and I just thought, wow. And I said, you know, come in. Are you really, Steve? You know, it's like an alias. Anyway, the, the thing that impressed me about him was his testimony. And I think we all have a testimony, don't we, that how the Lord's delivered us. But he, um, one thing he did is he showed me in the Scriptures everything that he spoke about. And being a Catholic for 23 years of my life, I'd never seen any of the verses. And I think Pastor Paul you know, touched on it yesterday, you know, the Bible and the Holy Ghost mixed is incredibly powerful, you know, and so what he was showing me in the Scriptures, I just thought there's no way you're reading from the same Bible I was reading, you know, when I was a kid or whatever. So it was just so impressive that I, I was compelled, I think is the word, to go to a house meeting and I took two of my mates with me, um, yeah, drug addicts as well, you know, so the three of us rocked up at a house meeting and uh, we went in and the meeting was just incredible. And the guy, the taxi driver, at that meeting, his wife was standing next to me and I remember talking to her and, you know, a real dinkum die Aussie girl, you know, Sharon, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry to the Sharons out there. Um, at least I didn't say Karen. I mean... <laughs> And I'm talking to her and she's really, like, really Australian. And then the, during the meeting they had the gifts of the Holy Spirit and I was standing next to this lady and she started speaking out in this beautiful, fluent French tongue. You know, like it sounded like French to me, um, but it was so powerful I could feel the effect standing next to her. I don't know if you've ever been in a, in a room of full immersion when the Holy Ghost is just moving and... And I experienced that in Papua New Guinea, actually. When you go to visit Papua New Guinea, it just feels like you're in a bubble, full immersion, and you're just immersed in this incredible power and uh, blessing. And it just never leaves you. I was 
chatting to Pastor Paul about it and some others yesterday. So Sharon was speaking out in, in beautiful French tongue and I just thought, you're kidding me. This is real. That's the first thought that came into my heart. But this is real and it is powerful. And so after the meeting, my two mates ran like you wouldn't believe. It's like, Phew, out the left door, you know, and they said, are you coming? And I said, no, I'm staying. I want to hear more. And that was uh, back in 1986, um, and that experience changed my life. But like most people, you know, we have a struggle sometimes at the beginning of our walks, and and the world was uh, calling me back and all sorts of things, and I was playing in a really bad garage band. Uh, we used to annoy the neighbours so much, they'd throw rocks on the garage roof just to get us to stop. Um, and then the... Uh, the owner of the house next door would come in and just literally kick our door down and say, stop playing, you're terrible, you know. Um, so so they'd come knocking on my door after I got saved and they'd, you know, they'd, they'd say, come on, mate, come on, you just come and, you know, this is just a fad, you know, don't worry about it. And I said, so I had this sort of tussle, you know, between the flesh and the spirit, but I had a dream one night that I was walking up a hill and behind me I could see all these people going like this, calling me back. And ahead of me I could just see this incredible light. It was like a golden light. And I thought if I just keep walking to that light, I know it's like, you know, when you're walking up to a, like a, 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 a cliff or a precipice, is that, what the, is that the word? Precipice. And you just know there's something beautiful on the other side. So I kept looking back and I kept looking forward and so I had this incredible tussle. And um, as I kept walking up the hill, I got to the top and I just looked over and there was this beautiful city of gold. It was just shining, you know, that, that wonderful scripture in Revelation. It's just, and I just thought, that's it. I'm not going any further. In fact, I jumped off, but I was so keen to get into it. <laughs> uh, and I woke up halfway falling down. But... Um, Praise the Lord for that. I woke up. But um, anyway, um, that's not my talk, but I'm pretty much got no more time left. I've got seven minutes. <laughs> but it's, it's such a wonderful experience. And then coming into this family of God and just living a life in the Lord has been tremendous. Had its ups and, ups and downs. Probably, you know, we, we are overcomers, aren't we, in the Lord? You know, we have to build resilience as we go along because it's, it's a tough life uh, in the world because we're fighting the wickedness of the world. And um, But I've had wonderful support from my family and the oversight. And I was only thinking about the oversight, the pastors and the leaders, you know, and I don't want to build them up too much, but the Bible says that they're the helper of your joy, you know. And um, when I was uh, struggling a little bit at that time, there's a scripture that I sort of lean, lean on, I suppose. But uh, I don't know if you remember a brother called Eric Whiteside. Some of you might remember him, a faithful old brother. He used to baptise people at the Rialto in Melbourne. He came up to Sydney once and um, I was having fellowship with him and uh, he said he just started talking to me. And I guess he picked up that I was having this battle and he said, I want to show you a scripture. And he said, um, Second Timothy. So if we can go there, it's the scripture that he showed me. It's just been fantastic. It's really um, 
The Bible says, you know, a, a word fitly spoken at the right time is like a, a apple of gold in a setting of silver. And this scripture really, uh, really helped me. Second uh, Timothy chapter one and verse seven. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. And fear is something that can grip us, can't it? And it comes with a couple of mates like my ones. The other two are doubt and anxiety. It says that fear has torment. It means it's going to punish you. In the Greek, I think it's punishment. It's going to trouble you. And the wonderful thing about this brother is that when I was having a struggle, he came to me and he shared a scripture with me that changed my whole circumstance because the rest of this verse is incredibly powerful. It says, you haven't been given the spirit of fear. Fear can make us really anxious and doubt and it troubles us. Mental health issues are extremely high and on the rise. But it says that you and I, the spirit-filled believers, it says here in verse 7, but you've received the, um, the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And before I came to the Lord, I definitely didn't have a sound mind. Power. The Greek word is dynamis. We heard it in the gifts on Sunday, didn't we? You have this power. And I apologise to the Greeks in the room because that's not how you say it, is it? Uh, I remember Athena Haynes corrected me once giving a talk. She goes, don't call it dynamis. It's thinamith. <laughs> they put a TH on everything, the Greeks, don't they? And I said, yeah, I know, the, the Greeks shall inherit the earth, but, uh, <laughs> but just leave me alone. I'll let me finish my talk. Uh, <laughs> so... This incredible power, and that, that power is life-changing. It's, it's a transforming power. And love, agape. I didn't even know what that word was, and that's not how you say it either, but it means a gate. It means it's open. God is open to us. He's open to receive the blessing, give the blessing and receive it from us. If we bless him, he'll bless us. You know, he has this incredible love for us. It's unconditional, incredible, unconditional love. Not like you and I. You know, you do this for me and I'll do, I'll do that for you. It has no boundaries. It's open. And the last one says, um, and a sound mind. And that really means just a disciplined mind. And that means that we have, we are people who have recognised our sin, we've repented of it, and we live a, a life as a disciple in Christ. That we do what the Lord asks us to do. We read our scriptures, like Pastor Paul was saying. We value the scriptures. We value the Holy Ghost experience. It's an incredible, incredible thing that we have. Now, um, I'm going to finish my talk because I'm in the red zone. And for those on YouTube, if you don't know, there's a clock that apparently there's a trap door under here that just opens. But I haven't seen the trap door on some of these speakers that we've heard during this camp. So um, I don't think, I think it's fake. But anyway, 
If we can go to uh, Hebrews in chapter 13, please. And there's a story behind this uh, particular verse. When you get the graveyard shift for speaking, that is at the end of camp, um, everyone else has ticked off all the thoughts that you were going to have, you see. Um, so I said to the Lord on New Year's, New Year's Eve, I said, can you please give me a thought or at least a scripture to hang my talk on? And I, w- I woke up in the morning and this scripture was the first thing that came into my mind. And, you know, I'm not into that sort of charismatic spookiness, but this was such a strong verse it was just resonated in my mind and I was literally half asleep because it, I didn't get to bed till 2 o'clock doing the rounds with some Greeks. <laughs> Mickey? So, yeah, so Hebrews chapter 13. So verse 5, it says, Let your conversation or lifestyle be without covetousness and be content with such things as you, as you have. But the Lord says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that's not the verse, so verse 6 it is, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. So if you want a scripture to stick on your fridge this year, and this is going to be my theme scripture for the year, so watch out house meeting, I'll punish you with this thought for the rest of the year. The Lord or God is my helper. So whenever you're feeling fear or doubt or anxiety or you're going through a really difficult time, if one thing you can do is recall this scripture, God is my helper. Not only God is our helper but our brothers and sisters, right? We know that. But this underline this verse in your Bible. God is my helper. I will not fear. I will not live in fear of what the world is going to do to me. Why? And I want to hear you say it. God is my helper. And all the people said, Amen. Amen.